Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. So I don't think it's going to be anything different. I think it'll be a close, hard-fought game. It's definitely going to come down to the last five minutes of the game. Um, So I'm I'm just going to have to take the Eagles. So you're taking three out of the four road teams. Also, because if it does come down to the end, Cody Parkey is a piece of shit kicker. So say it comes down to the end and he has to keep, make a game-winning field goal, that shit's not going to happen. 43-yard attempt from the right hash mark. And, oh, he hits the upright again! That's impossible! And what you just heard was our very own Travis Ryan calling exactly to a fucking T what was going to happen in the Bears-Eagles game when he boldly picked the Eagles last weekend to beat the Bears in the first round of playoffs. So got to give a hats off to him. That was a good call. Uh, Very, very fire take. Uh, And, uh, yeah, so that was cool. Um, With that being said, we're going to quickly recap both how we did gambling last weekend and how we did in our bracket, NFL playoff brackets, uh, I'm right now sitting at one and three. Got off to a very hot start right out of the gate by calling the Colts beating the Texans. Uh, but after that, it just really kind of went downhill. The Seahawks lost, uh, the Ravens lost, and then the Bears lost. I had the Bears in my NFC Championship game. But the nice. good thing is, yeah, I still have three out of my four conference championship teams in play, um, and both of my Super Bowl teams are in play as well. Travis went two and two. Got off, to a, got off to a rocky start going 0-2 on Saturday, uh, missing both the Texans and the Seahawks. Uh, had the Seahawks in his NFC Championship game as well. So both of us have two NFC Championship game teams gone. Uh, but then he went, Sunday and Monday were red hot, though. Yes, he was very good on Sunday. Um, and by picking the Chargers and the Eagles very boldly, like I said, he's kind of the same way as me. Still has three out of his four conference championship teams in play and also has both of his Super Bowl teams alive. So that is our, like, playoff brackets per se. I'm still looking pretty solid for both of us. Um, Gambling-wise, we did good. I went three and two. I missed Ravens – I mean, sorry. I missed Ravens minus two and a half, which, Jesus Christ, that was a boring game. And I missed Seattle Moneyline, which very well easily could have happened if Janikowski's old fucking fat drunk ass didn't get hurt. Yeah, he's a – He's washed. He – me and – I was watching the game – um, I guess that was that was Saturday night, right? Yeah. And yeah. he he went down and he started grabbing. As soon as he kicked the ball and saw, I think that it was gonna miss. Yeah. He started grabbing himself like, oh fuck, I better get hurt. Oh, more vodka and cigarettes, please. God, that old Um, Travis went three one and one gambling wise. He had a push because he had 
probably one of the greatest backdoor covers I have ever seen in my entire life was Seattle at plus two. Not a cover, oh, yeah. but, a push, but a push. Like, literally, you, have to, you can thank Janikowski for that because if Janikowski is in the game, they kick the extra point and would have tried for the onside kick and yeah. the tie. Um, so I, they got I, saw, the- I saw a lot of videos of people having them at, my, at the Cowboys at minus two and a half, and when they went for that, that two-point conversion, they just flipped the lid, and it was great to see on my end. Yeah, that guy from Barstool that does like the the Barstool show with them, he was like freaking the fuck out on Instagram. Like, all we gotta do is stop me and we cover. And <laughs> uh, so Travis went three on a one. Um, he missed his only loss was te- he had Texans minus one. Um, but both of us nailed Clemson plus six. Um, I remember I said I liked the over. I actually did a parlay with Clemson plus six in the over. That hit. Travis though. Had a very big win. He put his nuts on the table and actually put a bet down on Clemson money line and won a hundred dollars. Uh, so hats off there. That's a that was a ballsy move. Overall, great start twenty nineteen on the gambling front. We're sitting at six three and one overall as a team. So we're gonna keep this train moving. Hopefully this weekend. With that being said, we're gonna roll into Degenerous Digest again. We're gonna run down all four NFL games. Give you who we like to win them and the spreads that we like in them as well. So roll the clip. All right, here we go with our Degenerates Digest. It's going to be a little, little light. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more um, for you. We have our divisional round matchups and the NFL playoffs. Um, the first one that we have on tap for you is the Indianapolis Colts at the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the first game taking place Saturday, 335 Central Time on NBC in Arrowhead. The line is Chiefs minus five, and the over-under is 57 and a half. That is opened up today on Bavada. So um, who do you like to win this matchup, Jarrett? So you want to talk about who we like to win, and then we talk about the spreads? Or do you just yeah. want to do it all at once? Uh, just to win first. Okay. Um you know, I have the Colts in my playoff challenge. If you want to listen to our episode from last week, go ahead and do that. And Travis knows this. I am very, very high on the Colts, and I'm sticking to it. I had the Colts originally beating the Chiefs and Arrowhead, and I'm going to stick with it. Chiefs haven't won a home playoff game since 93. 26 years for the for those of you uh, – 25 years for those of you counting at home. Uh, 26, whatever, my mess off. And Andrew Luck has that offense looking legit, and Marlon Mack – Looked like a top-tier running back last week against a Houston defense that was ranked number one against the run. Houston allowed 3.4 yards a carry this season. They were the best team against the run, and Marlon Mack made them look like a bunch of chumps. Guess what? Kansas City has the 31st-ranked run defense in the league, allowing nearly five yards a carry. So if you could let Marlon Mack even start to get going a little bit, couple that with Andrew Luck with his weapons with T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron, I smell trouble in Kansas City, so I think Indianapolis goes in and wins this game. All right. I knew that's what you were going to pick, but I am going to go the opposite. I like Kansas City to win. Um, The Chiefs haven't been to the AFC Championship game since 1993, before Patrick Mahomes was even born. So I think he's going to come in there and he goes – That was also the last year they they won a home playoff game, so – well, either way, he wants to end this drought. I think he can do so. I don't think – I really don't think the Colts have what it takes to keep up with the Chiefs' offense. I'm not high on the Colts. I know they're they're in this game for a reason. But I don't think that they are an AFC 
AFC Championship team. I really don't. If they do make it there, they'll get embarrassed, which I'm not saying they're going to get embarrassed by the Chiefs. Um, it's going to be very cold weather. We're expecting here in Missouri and Kansas City, three to four inches Friday, between Friday and Saturday. It's going to be 25 degrees, probably colder with the wind chill. So the Colts aren't really used to such brutal weather like that. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs in this game. That is one thing I literally did not think about because um, I was doing my prep for the podcast tonight while I was on the treadmill earlier. Um, so I totally forgot about the weather. We are supposed to get snow, so that could play a big factor because the Chiefs, the Colts do play in a dome. Um, yes. As far as the gambling, the line is concerned, obviously I like Indianapolis, so I'm going to take them at plus five uh, just for the, all the reasons I told you already. Also, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I have some pretty good word of a very, very big Chiefs fan that Travis and I both know that placed a very large bet on the, on the Colts to cover the spread at plus five and a half when you bet two days ago. Very large, meaning more than, more than $50. So if that need tells you anything about how Chiefs fans are feeling, I mean, go ahead and take with that what you will. So I'll take uh, Colts plus five. Well, I hope he loses because this is going to be the only time that I'm ever going to be cheering for the Chiefs in an instance because I will probably bet on them, and I'm going to take the Chiefs minus five here. The only thing that scares me is this weather. If there's snow on the field, it's going to scare me that they might not be able to cover. Because the Colts do have a better defense than the Chiefs. Yes, it's going to be cold in Kansas City. Like I'd already said, I don't see them having much success if it is cold, nonetheless snowing. Um, And I I think they get down early, maybe seven to 10 points. They don't quite come back. So I'm going to take the Chiefs seven here by seven um, to cover the spread. The Colts may cover with a late with a late garbage time score or something. So look out for that. But I will take the Chiefs minus five. All righty. Well, there so you have it. That uh, We had two completely different picks, and that will take us into our um, Saturday night game. That is the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. Puke in my mouth. Uh, 7.15 Central Time on Fox. The line is the Rams minus seven, which is or with an over-under of 49.5. So who do you like to win this one? I actually think our matchups on Saturday are a lot better than what, than what the ones on Sunday are going to be. Um, so I had the Rams losing to the Bears here originally. Obviously the Bears lost to the Eagles, uh, which sucks. I'm not really because I don't really like Chicago. But – I'm going to stick with that, even though it's a different team, and I'm going to pick the Rams to lose to Dallas for the same reason I had them losing to, to Chicago. Dallas' defense isn't quite the same caliber as Chicago's defense, but it's still solid. They can still stop everything. They held Seattle pretty, pretty quiet all game until a couple of garbage time scores in the fourth quarter when they were playing. Prevent defense. The Rams are banged up. Gurley still may not be 100%. Um, and – the Rams are the only team that have a worse run defense in Kansas City in the league. They are last. The Chiefs are 31st. The Rams are 32nd. And Zeke's going to eat. You're going to see him doing the celebration a lot on Saturday. Um, so I think Dallas wins this game, goes into L.A. and wins. Yeah, I surprisingly, we, we, we're going to pick the same one here. Um, not just because I have a hatred for the Rams and Stan Kroenke and I want them to all lose for the rest of their life. But um, the Rams have fallen off at the wrong time. Uh, perfect time to make their postseason collapse, just like last year. Like you said, Gurley has been injured. He has this lingering injury. I know C.J. Anderson they have as a backup, but he's kind of like a little chubby 
guy that I don't really think is. They signed him like fucking three weeks ago. Yeah. So um, without and going moving into that, I think that the running game is going to be a key factor here. They're going to run the ball a lot. Um, They both have really good running backs and the Rams just don't, don't have a good run D and Dallas ranks top five in run defense in the country or in the NFL. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Dallas here on this one. Yeah. The Rams just lost a lot of weapons. I mean, with Gurley not being hundred percent, they lost Cooper cup. I feel like ever since they lost Cooper cup to the ACL injury, they've kind of, their offense has taken a pretty big dip. Um, yeah. As far as the spread, obviously I think we're both going to pick Dallas plus seven. Yeah, I think regardless of a Cowboys win, I think they can cover this seven points. I think so, too. I think it'll be closer in seven points, even if they lose. So um, I'm going to take Dallas plus seven just to be safe. I'm not feeling ballsy to do the money line thing. Seattle fucked me on that last week, and I won't do that ever again. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I like that as well. Plus seven, um, regardless of a win. So I I think that's a good spread to take um, in that instance. Then moving on to the early Sunday slated game at 12.05 on CBS, we have the Chargers at the Patriots in Foxborough. The line is Patriots minus four, and the over-under is 47. Uh, who do you like winning this? Uh, both these Sunday games were easier to pick for me. I mean, you know, picking both for me, I picked both the road teams uh, in Saturday's matchups. So on Sunday, these are a little bit easier. You know, I think the Chargers got through that wild card game thanks to a very one-dimensional offense with Lamar Jackson and a very shitty coaching staff. I mean, seriously, you got to pull Lamar Jackson at some point. They should have done that coming out of halftime. Give Joe Flacco a chance to lead that team back because the Chargers clearly had it all figured out on how to stop Lamar Jackson. I don't I see. Think- I see why they didn't because that. I mean, that's their quarterback, and you yeah, know, you don't want to pull your future quarterback. I get it too, but now the book's out on how to beat the Ravens. Like, whatever the Chargers did, I'm not an NFL coach, but if you watch the film, whatever the Chargers did, it fucking worked. So with that being said, I don't think that's going to happen. You're not going to outcoach Bill Belichick at home in January. Uh, And the Pats have a passing game to complement a strong running game that came on over the last four to five weeks of the season after their bye week. Um, And I think New England wins this game at home. It's just hard to pick against them at home. Um, I like the Chargers like Phil Rivers, but it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and I kind of <clears throat> can see this game really going either way. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm just going to have to go with the Patriots here. It's Brady and Belichick in the playoffs. And I know they haven't been stellar this year, nothing to brag about, but it's hard to pick against them, um, especially in their first game. They haven't lost their first playoff game since 2010. So, and – I think the Chargers can definitely hop up on them early, and if they keep their foot on the gas, they might be able to beat them, but I just don't see that happening. Um, They definitely can't fall apart like they did at the end last week against the Patriots because that will bite them in the ass. So I will pick the Patriots in this one um, for sure. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, For the spread for me, uh, if I'm picking the Patriots to win, minus four is not not, not a big spread. Um, so I'm going to take them at minus four because I think if they do win, it's probably going to be pretty big. See, I'm actually going to pick this little spread, and I'm going to go with the Chargers um, because, like I said, I can see it going either way, and I see this game swaying not, – not necessarily swaying back and forth at the end like they're going to be battling back and forth. They could be, but I can see them leading, and then the Patriots come back and you know score that touchdown – to make them go up by two to three points and the Chargers losing by two or three on a late score by 
by the Patriots. So yeah, I mean, I just looked at the weather for Sunday in Boston, and it's going to be 28 degrees. So a team from California coming in there, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see. But I can see it both ways, like you said. I just think if they win, it's going to be big. You think it's going to be a little closer. So you're taking Chargers plus four. I'm taking Patriots minus four. And now a very a very thin line for me to dance on by Patriots and Chargers plus four. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and go into our last game of the of the week, which I think is probably one of the easier ones to pick. It is Eagles at Saints on Sunday afternoon at three forty on Fox. The line is Saints minus eight over under fifty one. Uh, who do you got for your winner? So this is the easiest game, like you said, to pick. Did you see how easy Chicago drove downfield on, on that last possession against Philly before Cody Parkey missed that game winner? Like, it was so easy for them to drive downfield. I think New Orleans is going to do that all day long. Drew Brees is 25 million times better the quarterback than Mitch Trubisky is. They have more weapons. You know, Mark Ingram, Michael Thomas, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara. It, they're going to turn those easy drives on the field into touchdowns. Yeah. I don't think the Saints are going to win. Also, listen to this. I saw this on Twitter literally about 15 minutes before recorded. Sean Payton, to motivate them, yeah. came into the locker room with four guards and the Lombardi trophy. I'm guessing that's the old Lombardi trophy they won back um, when they beat the Colts. On top of $225,000 in cash, which is what the players would get if they won the Super Bowl uh, for a bonus. He said, y'all want this? Win three fucking games. So that's a fucking baller move, and that's a great way to motivate a team. So, um, yeah, I'm going to pick the Saints very easily here. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to pick against the Eagles, especially what they did last, last year and what they just did last week. Um, I would give them a better look if they were playing any other team here but the Saints. I just don't see them pulling it off. Drew Brees, especially – as better caliber he is than Mitch Trubisky. He knows his years are limited. So if he wants another ring, he's going to have to get his old ass at it and go get it. Yeah. And that starts with playing the Eagles this week at home. So I'm definitely taking the saints here. Um, who do you want as your gambling pick? Uh, dude, I think they're going to win huge. I'm taking saints minus eight. Yeah. I, uh, it's a big spread, but I'm going to take them as well. I'm going to take the saints minus eight and the Eagles, their offense just doesn't have enough to get it done to compete with what the Saints have. Yeah, I I, I agree, man. It's just I, I think the like we we both had the Saints in our Super Bowl winning it, right? You had them winning it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, after that tweet, you know, you know, I'm I'm all for it. So those are our NFL gambling picks and <laughs> what we think about the games this weekend. We shall see how they pan out. I'm sure going to be tuning in because I think this weekend's games hopefully are a lot better than last weekend's games, minus that last one we just talked about, Philly and New Orleans. I think it's going to be a blowout. But every other one I can see being a really solid game. Yeah, I agree. So moving on with that, we are going to head into our trending topics. So we are going to do our trending topic segment. Remember last week we talked about the NFL coaching carousel and um, what we thought about it, where the most popular job was at, um, where who'd, who we'd want to hire. Um, but and now here we are less than a week later and the dominoes are starting to fall. Since we talked last week, 
This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Six now, before, when I wrote the, when I wrote the script, it was five of the eight vacancies that had been filled. While I was eating dinner, a sixth one got filled uh, by the Jets. So we have the Cardinals hired Cliff Kingsbury. The Bucks hired Bruce Arians. The Packers hired Matt LaFleur. The Browns hired Freddie Kitchens. The Broncos hired Vic Fangio or Fangino. Is that his last name? I don't know how the hell you say it. Uh, Whatever. It's defensive coordinator from Chicago. And then um, the Jets just hired. (laughs) I can't even get through without laughing. The Jets just hired Adam Gase, the old head coach for the Miami Dolphins. So um, I prepped for this before we found that out. But we're going to talk about who we think out of these six who have now been hired – so the only two teams that haven't filled their vacancies are the Dolphins and the Bengals, um, both of which I think are going to be filled. The Finns really like Chris Richards, um, the defensive mind from Dallas, and I heard the Bengals like Eric Benemy from the Chiefs. Thing is, you can't hire someone until their team is out of the playoffs, so I feel like that's why neither of those two teams have pulled the trigger yet. Um, I feel like the Jets kind of panicked a little bit, if I'm being honest. So, Travis, with that being said, which of these six people out of these six teams do you think was the best hire? The the best hire out of the six and narrowing it down, it comes it comes it really comes down to, to three. I was in between Let me say hey, hold on. let me guess. Let me guess. You liked Bruce Arians. Yep. You liked Freddie Kitchens. Nope. Oh really? Oh wait, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Browns head coach and you like Vic Fangio. Yeah. So those were the three that I was in between. And I kind of quickly ruled out Freddie Kitchens because um, – Really? I just, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't see, you know, the problems that they had in there before Freddie Kitchens was there. I thought they were going to bring in somebody. Well, he was, he was already there, though. Freddie Kitchens. I know. That's the thing. It's like okay. they had problems earlier on in the year while he was there, and then they fixed it once they fired Hugh Jackson. I just thought that they were going to bring somebody else in to kind of to kind of spark a fire in them. And I know Freddie Kitchens knows the team better than anyone else right now. But I just I, – I wasn't a huge fan. I'm not a big fan of interim hirings. Like bringing it doesn't them. happen a lot. There's not a lot of, like, data out there against it. Yeah. I don't know. I just – I kind of strayed away from that. I like a, a different head coach coming in. So I went with the Broncos and Vic Fangio, however the hell you want to say it. Um, he's stepping into, I mean, historically pretty good defense for as long as I can remember, as long as I've been watching football for a while. Um, that will only get better under him because he's been defensive coordinator his whole life. Uh, for the past eight years or so, he's had a very solid high-ranked defense, especially under Chicago Bears. Um, so I think as long as they can, you know, fill their QB need that they 
that they have. Um, I read actually real quick on touching that. I just read earlier that they're like John L. Apparently loves Drew Locke, and they have the tenth pick. So yeah, I know they. I know they. They like him. So yeah. I mean, if they pick, if they if they get a quarterback in this draft or sign one in free agency um, to train their quarterback, and they can fill that void. I think they can get back on track and be a playoff team with the defense that they do have, especially Fangio stepping in. He will be more defensive-minded going after those players. So I think given the teams, he he's the best fit for that team to step in there and do the right job. I like I, I like that a lot. Um, my only thing is they got to give him time. They did not give Van Joseph enough time. Two years is not enough to turn around a team. Um, and in that division – it's going to be tough. I mean, the Chiefs are obviously are going to be perennial Super Bowl contenders now with Pat Mahomes. You have the Chargers who are never who are always good. The Raiders, I feel like everyone laughed at them, but towards the end of the year they got kind of decent. And I think um, oh Chucky over there is going to eventually turn them around. Um, <laughs> you talking about their owner? No, fucking uh, yeah, yeah, the owner, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Chucky, yeah. Um, so I wanted to say Vic Fangio. I wanted to. Um, but like I said, they just had a defensive-minded head coach and Vance Joseph there, and they didn't give him enough time to let it pan out. So I think they're probably going to pull the trigger and fire him too early because, like you just said, it's not going to be a quick process. Um, he's going to have a couple six and ten years maybe. But yeah. eventually, if he can get the right guys in there, like you said, that quarterback, let him groom under a year and then you know let him finally take over, they can be good. I actually said – I don't really – I'm not going to lie to you. I don't love any of these hires. I think the worst one we'll talk about in a second, but another bad one is the Packers. They hired a fucking offensive line head coach – offensive line coach, Matt LaFleur from Tennessee. Fuck out of here. He was also a quarterback's coach, which, again, you don't really need a quarterback's coach when you have Aaron fucking Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I liked Freddie Kitchens, the hire for uh, Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland, just simply because I don't think – Interim staff, when after a coach gets fired and they turn around do do a good job the last half of the year, never get enough opportunities or credits in, in, in the job they do. I wish they would have kept it the same. I wish they would have kept Greg Williams as the head coach and kept Kitchens in his offensive role that he was. Because obviously, whatever fucking Greg Williams did motivated that locker room. And I mean, the Browns were legit competing for a playoff spot in week 16. So he turned that team completely around after Hugh Jackson destroyed it after three for three and a half years. But as long as he keeps Greg, Greg Williams as the defensive coordinator, I think they're going to be successful. He's the reason why Baker Mayfield turned, turned it around and was awesome the last six, seven weeks of the year. So I like the Freddie Kitchens hire in Cleveland. Hope it turns out for him because I am going to be rooting from Cleveland from afar. I'm a Dolphins fan, but I have to, if I have to choose a second team, it's going to be Cleveland. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, uh, that's a de- it's a decent hire. I just like to see them reach out and get somebody else. I did like the Bruce Arians hire as well. Yeah, me too. That was yeah, I like that. But he just comes into a really shitty quarterback situation because I don't think Jameis is 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 cut is is cut out for it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see how they go. But saying that, with our best hires, we're going to move on to who we thought was the worst hire, and I have mine. Um, I think we might have had the same one. Cliff Cliff Kingsbury? Yes. Dude, what the fuck, man? Dude, Cliff Kingsbury, the dude had a 12-13 and 13 record at Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback for two of those years. Yeah. He had a 12-13 and 13 with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. 
And then he had a 35 and 40 record total over six years. Yeah. He wasn't good. He's considered for an NFL job. I don't know. And he was the offensive coordinator at USC for about as long as Chris Cyborg lasted against Amanda Nunez. (laughs) I mean, I was going to say, I thought he went to USC and then he just said no. He was there for three weeks. The goalie just said, fuck it and left. Yeah. Yeah. The goalie just said, fuck it and left. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know. You're going to hire a guy that's going to be all wishy-washy and leave like that. Like, fuck out of here, man. Like horrible. And again, Kind of the same deal I just talked about with Denver. They didn't give their other head coach enough time. He was there for a year. Yeah. I mean, wow. What are you going to do in a year with an aging roster that has where your best offensive weapon is Larry fucking Fitzgerald, who's like a thousand years old? You have, you're constantly injured. You have probably the worst rookie quarterback from the class in Josh Rosen, which I know he's, he was probably a reason that that coach is probably a reason why he got, they drafted him. But come on, man, you can't fire coach after a year. That was just atrocious to me. Yeah. And then, I mean, you're going to bring in a guy that failed with Patrick Mahomes and try to make him successful with Josh Rosen? Yeah. I mean, in the, in the NFL. He failed with Patrick been, Mahomes in college. Yeah, Their offense is good. Their, their offense is good. He just couldn't coach defense. But Josh Rosen ain't going to put up points to, to save your defense. If you're a Cardinals fan – uh, you might want to start looking for a new team to watch over the next couple of years. We said this a couple weeks ago. They are the new Browns of the NFL. Dude, yeah, they're ba- They're going to be bad, and now they're going to be even worse. I don't know how this dude gets qualified for an NFL job or gets hired over whoever else is out there. But Adam Gase interviewed for the Cardinal job, and I know Adam Gase isn't no fucking you know genius, but he's a way better offensive mind than probably Cliff Kingsbury is. And this is the problem. Every and I'll tell you why he got hired. It's because everyone's trying to find the next Sean McVay. That's exactly what it is. Because Cliff Kingsbury's like 39. He's young. He's an offensive-minded coach. And everyone's just like rolling the dice on finding the next fucking Sean McVay. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it's going to be rough for them. And I, this hire was easily the worst. I mean, the Matt LaFleur hire was not good. But this was this easily, easily topped the worst hires so far. I mean, has, always, I mean the Adam Gase one's pretty close though. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna joke and say that one's the worst one, but you can't be get worse than this Cliff Kingsbury hire. Adam Gase in New York is gonna be bad if he couldn't turn around a Miami offense that had a multitude of weapons around it. Because I, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call my shot right now. I think whoever gets the Miami job. If it's a defensive-minded coach, they're going to hire a solid OC, and they're going to come in, and they're probably going to utilize their best weapons. I mean, Kenyon Drake wasn't even getting 10 carries a fucking game. Adam Gates was starting Frank Gore over, over Kenyon Drake. Come on, man. Like, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was – Good luck Good luck with Sam Darnold, Adam Gates, you fucking douchebag. <laughs> oh, it's, we're, we're yet to see what the last two NFL teams make which is our Dolphins and the Bengals. Either way, I think I it's going to be Chris see. Richards and Eric Benemy, even though I can see the Bengals bringing in Mike, Mike McCarthy now. Because Mike McCarthy was, was linked to the, to the Jets job. Yeah, I, I, I knew that. And then they went completely opposite out of the blue. I think Adam Gase maybe approached them and was like, hey, I want to play against the Dolphins and Patriots four times a year. And it's lose to them four good. times. It's going to be fun beating them twice a year. It will be great. And I can't wait for it. We will keep you guys updated on the last two hires um, of those openings. 
But those were our opinions on the best and worst hires so far. Um, we kind of want to touch on a little bit. Um, a our little last way, running topic. A little way too early predictions yeah. for the college football um, 2019 season. We just finished watching Clemson and Bama four. Yeah. Uh, the third championship game, and it was just not even close. It was still – okay. I remember last week when I said I wasn't hardly going to watch any of it, but I watched three quarters of it because at the end of the third quarter, Clemson was pulled away. But that first quarter was awesome to watch. Like the yeah, I, I, I was kind of nervous when I had taken so many bets on Clemson. Um, I got a little nervous right there for a little bit when Bama was winning 16-14. And I was like, oh, man, they need to get it together. And sure as shit, enough, they did. And they didn't let up another goddamn point the rest of the game. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, was, these- it, was, it, was, it was a very solid game. Uh, everyone says, you know, I'm sick of seeing Bama Clemson, but someone's going to have to step up and beat them. So we're going to give our way, like Travis said, way too early prediction for who we think is going to be in the championship game again next year. Mine's pretty vanilla. Uh, I'll let Travis go first. Mine is way vanilla, and it's Clemson because they – No, no, no. So you have Clemson winning, but who are they going to play? Uh, Clemson winning? I mean, it's it's hard to pick anyone against Bama. Yeah, I have, I have, I have Clemson-Bama too. I, I have Clemson-Bama, and I have Clemson winning. Clemson's losing three players. Yeah. And they're all on defense. Um, their main star, Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence, didn't even play in the college football championship either game so you know you can, they can win without him i'm sure they can fill the void between those other two one's a corner and one's a linebacker trevor lawrence looks to be a favorite to win the heisman candidate he's the real deal um it's just going to be hard to stop this clemson team next year him and that fucking freshman receiver that made that one-handed that catch justin ross kid dude um they really had like Tra- just turned 19 like three weeks ago yeah and they had trap they have travis etn that team is just very going to be very good again. The only oh, I forgot they're losing Hunter Renfro, who's been there for fucking twenty five years. It feels like he did dog shit. He did nothing in the national championship game. He, yeah, his his, his his Hall of Fame glory shot was that catch that beat Bama two years ago. He'll be a new he'll be a New England Patriot next year. So because <laughs> Bill Belichick loves his small white receivers. Yeah, he'll be a Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola ish receiver. Yeah, but I'm gonna have to go with Clemson. They just look unstoppable without losing very many pieces. Yeah, the same thing. It just seems like Bama Clemson are on a collision course again. Um, Tua's coming back. Trevor Lawrence is coming back. The, and then whoever Bama loses on defense to the draft, they just seem every year to find a way to replace them. So it doesn't matter. Uh, and if as long as you have Tua and Trevor Lawrence, I think we'll see Clemson Bama five. I do think it will be the last time though, because. Two will leave after next year. Um, so I think that's the last time we see Clemson Bama in the national championship game. But I think we're going to see it again. Um, and, you know, it's going to be fun next year because that's going to be hyped up all season, all season long. They're probably going to come into the, to, to, in the year at one and two. Um, if none of them lose, then, you know, we'll see it again. But I, just, I think we're on a collision course for that uh, same damn game. As much as we bitch about it, I think it'll still be fun to watch. Yeah, it will be. Um the teams are just going to get better and they're going to know the offenses because they're going to be the same damn quarterback, same damn offense. Um, so it'll be, it'll be fun getting a little bit old. It's kind of like the Cavs warrior series, but I mean, which that's over now. So with, with college football, it's, 
it's a whole nother can of worms. So, well, we had Cavs Warriors what four times? Yeah, too many. Four with four times. So, uh, the, if they met in the championship game, that would be their fourth time, and I think that would be their last time. So, just like Cavs Warriors fizzled out after four. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna do it for our episode this week. Uh, we just wanted to talk about the playoffs, talk about the gambling, and give you a little training topics. Uh, like Travis said, I expect those last two. Well, I guess unless the teams they like win, you know, the Finns and Bengals won't be able to hire their head coach they want, that being Chris Richards and Eric Benemy. But if they do, we'll talk about those next week. Um, and as we start to wind down the end of the year um, and get more and more closer to the Super Bowl, we're going to have less and less football talk. You might hear us talk more basketball. Um, I know they just released some some lines for some preseason baseball stuff today. So that that's probably coming, you know, sooner rather than later in the podcast. But you know, after football's over, it's not going to stop. It probably will be more of a bi-weekly podcast, more than weekly. We'll talk about basketball, talk about baseball, a little bit of hockey here and there, UFC. Um, I think UFC is going to have a big year now with that deal with ESPN. Um, we're going to do. We plan on doing something big for the NFL draft. I have something in mind that involves a couple of guests that we've had on the show before. Maybe doing a big podcast with four or five of us. But exciting things to come. Um, remember, we have those stickers for sale. So if you want a sticker, Travis, hit up yeah, Travis hit, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to have yes. Travis tweet out a picture of the sticker this week with the episode so you, can, so you guys can see what they look like. Yeah, it's literally our logo. Um, it's, they're pretty sweet. Um, we got a couple of requests for them so far. But, I mean, hit us up, whatever. I mean, at this point, it's pretty much donations. Then know us what you think is fair. And know me what you think is fair for a sticker. I mean, anything at this point helps us going all – plugging it in back into the podcast for you guys to make this thing bigger and better for you. So yeah, pretty much we, we just view it as like free publicity. If you have, if you slap it on a Yeti and you're at, I don't know, some fucking pregame drinking a whiskey Coke out of a Yeti and you have the two drunk brothers on a podcast sticker on there. Someone goes, Hey, what's that? You tell them about us. They might give us a listen. So, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a guerrilla marketing strategy there. So, uh, but that's it this week, guys. We'll see you next week. We are probably going to, be releasing it. We haven't really settled on a day. I think we're probably going to end up going, going back to our Tuesday night, Wednesday release releases again. Um, but work's been kind of crazy since we came back, which is why we came out on a Friday last week and come out on a Thursday this week. We might go back to our normal schedule next week. Um, haven't really talked to Travis about that, but I think that's something we got, we got used to. And uh, we kind of, we kind of got into a groove with. Yeah. I agree. Either way, whatever gets you guys listening and more engaged with us, we love to see it. So hammer those picks for this weekend, and we will see you guys next week. Deuces. Said she tired little money, need a big boy. Pull up 20-inch blades like I'm Lil Troy. Now it's everybody flocking, need a decoy. Shorty mixing up the vodka with the leak coin. G-Wagon, 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 all the housewives pulling up. I got a lot of toys. Yes, pump it, fall out, boy You was talking shit in the beginning Back when I was feeling unforgiving I know I pissed you off to see me winning See the hit glue in my mouth and I be grinning yeah. Hundred bands in my pocket, it's on me Hundred deep when I roll like the army Get more bottles, these bottles are lonely It's a moment when I show up, God, I'm saying wow Hundred bands in my pocket, it's on me yeah, Your grandma more probably know me a moment when I show up, God, I'm saying, wow. Everywhere I go, catch me on the block like a mutambo.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 